Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? You really had me turn the monitor up so that you could hear yourself. No, it was a little low. Oh. Hanging with D's, episode 53. I am your host, D's, and with me, as always, Dylan. And we have a lot to talk about. This is going to be a long one, I think. <laughs> well, we said that last time, and it wasn't too long, but I think this one we really do, because yeah. A, it's been over a week since we've been here, and, and a lot has happened, and I'm not going to rehash every single thing, because if you're a sports fan and you listen to us, you know most of it, but we're just going to drop some of our takes on some of these things. Um, a lot of stuff in the sports news, obviously, with we got the NCAA tournament, we got MLB getting ready to kick off, we had the NBA trade deadline, NFL free agency still going strong, big trades, uh, big Two news. big ones yesterday. Yeah, big news. Uh Outside of free agency, that is uh, probably going to be the story of the year before it's all said and done. And then we'll get into some Justice League after I don't know how many years. I finally have gotten him to watch. Three and a half, by the way. Okay. Came out summer 2017. Yeah, so. fi- finally got Dylan to watch the original theatrical cut of Justice League in order for him to also watch the... Uh, Snyder cut, so yeah, he had six hours plus. Six hours plus of Justice League. And six and a half, really, because I think the theatrical is almost two and a half. No, it's two. Is it just two? It's two, okay. yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, and then uh, I'll briefly talk about Falcon Winter Soldier and some other stuff. So uh, before we get into the football stuff, because there is a lot of it, let's just go over. Um, first off, I man- mentioned MLB. I'm going to have our baseball guy Jake in here, I believe, on Wednesday. And Dylan might be here. We might have a, a regular full show, but um, bringing Jake in specifically for a, a baseball preview because he knows uh, he knows baseball better than Dylan and I four times over. Yeah. So, yeah, he'll talk about that. But until then, first thing to talk about is the NCAA tournament, which the Sweet 16 is getting ready to kick off here shortly. In fact, I think it's already it has. No, that's the women's. Never mind. Uh, first game starts at uh, one o'clock, one ten. But uh, as far as the first round goes, uh, we briefly talked about my bracket. And the first round, of course, was the, the first two days of the tournament. Uh, my bracket was on life support. And then Loyola of Chicago pretty much pulled the fucking plug. And yeah. So my my pick to win it all, Illinois, just absolutely played like so dog shit. So wait a shit. minute, if and Illinois out. is out, Ohio State's out, yeah, yeah, and Michigan State's out, and I was out. 
Yeah, Michigan's still alive. You don't even that doesn't even count because you don't even fucking care about any other sport with Michigan. Eat a dick. I will say one thing that I mean, look, it's a tournament. Shit happens. I'm not, I, to be I, honest, Illinois. I'm, I'm not even certain if Michigan's still in the tournament. They are. They oh, are. Okay. Yay! They play at four today against Florida State. Okay. Um, uh, you know, it's a tournament. Anything can happen. It's not really. You know, bottom line is Illinois did not play well enough to win. But Loyola of Chicago, mm-hmm. it's funny because they have this like composite ranking system, and the way that the NCAA selection committee set it up in this particular ranking system, one one through eight that they ranked mm-hmm. were all number one or two seeds. Okay, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. You know who the number ten was? Who? Loyola of Chicago. Huh. You know what their seed was? What's that? Nine. Huh. So they they came in with a huge fucking chip on their shoulder because they really felt that they should have been a three or four seed. And so far, it's... <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they're, they beat Illinois handedly. Um, they, they never trailed in that game, and I think the closest that it ever got was, I think, five or six points. And every time Illinois would start to look like they were going to make a run... Loyola just crushed them. Illinois couldn't get stops, and when they got stops, they couldn't get buckets. And I listened to the whole damn thing on the way home. I watched, like, the last five minutes um, on the the trip from Chicago. Uh, But, yeah, it was just – it was pretty pathetic the way Illinois played, but pretty impressive the way that Loyola played. So, uh, if you remember, a couple years ago, they went to the Final Four as an 11 seed. That was – that's – Sister Jean, the old lady. Jesus' bottom bitch, yeah. Yeah. Well, she's back in the news right. now. And... So, yeah. Loyola. God's favorite wife. In fact, they, uh, what'd you say? God's favorite wife. Yeah. Jesus' bottom bitch. They play today, I believe, or Sunday. I'm not seeing a game for them today. Oh, wait, no, that's Sunday. Yeah, that was yeah, Loyal, uh, 140. Yes, they are the kickoff game. I'm sorry, I, I misspoke. 140 Central Time. They play number 12 seed, Oregon State. And uh, while we're at it, uh, this is, what was it? The After the first round, it was the most double-digit seeds to advance past the first round in many, many years. Yeah. There were a lot of upsets. So it wasn't just my bracket that got... Yeah, it was most mean, people. A lot of, of Oral Roberts is in the Sweet 16 as a as a 15 seed, beating that state college from Ohio. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, who did they beat after that? I don't even remember, but it was also another major upset. Um, as far as today's games, Oregon State taking on Loyola, and I've all the reason in the world to believe Loyola is going to win that um, the way they've been playing. And then Villanova taking on number one, Baylor. Number 15, Oral Roberts taking on number three, Arkansas. Number 11, Syracuse, which was one of those bubble teams that just got hot at the right time, and, and they're still looking good. They're taking yeah. on Houston. Yeah, beat West Virginia. Yeah. And then tomorrow, uh, Gonzaga plays Creighton, and uh, Gonzaga hasn't lost this year, and I don't expect them to lose to Creighton. Uh, Michigan, of course, taking on Florida State. UCLA at an 11 seed. 
playing number two Alabama, and that's weird to even see Alabama that high in basketball. I mean, traditionally they're right. You know, I'm not going to say their program sucks, but you don't see them number two very right. often as far as seeding goes. And then you got Oregon and USC. So just two number ones. No, all three number ones left. Illinois is the only one out, but uh, still a lot of uh, lower seeds have advanced. So it's really shaking shit up. So we'll see what happens and see who comes out of this weekend. Goes to the Elite Eight. Or actually, no, the Final Four will be decided in these next four four days. Yeah, don't they go straight from Sweet 16? Yeah, there'll be two eight, days yeah. basically of... of Sweet 16 play, and then they'll have two days to determine the uh, Elite Eight down to the Final Four. So, yeah, after Tuesday, I believe it'll be, uh, we'll know who the Final Four is going into the following weekend. So, all right, moving on. NBA, I know we don't talk about it much, but the trade deadline is passed, and the only reason I'm bringing it up is because the Bulls actually did something good. That's what I heard. Like they are, they're in a playoff position right now. They're still under 500, but they've been playing well. And finally, or actually they're not in a playoff position right now. They are basically the 10 seed, but they're only 19 and 24. So they're not far out of it. Zach Levine has finally lived up to his uh, max contract status. And they got him some help in Nikolai Vucevic, Vukovic. I can never say his name. Out of Orlando. Vukovic, Vukovic yeah, whatever. I, I said that as a joke. Vuk a bitch. Oh, Vuk a bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> funny. He wouldn't say that to his face. No, of course not. <laughs> uh, but got him some help, and he is a, a workhorse center from Orlando. They also uh, made a couple other trades for some, some role players. So the Bulls, again, it's a step in the right direction uh, with the new, new coach, new GM, Billy Donovan, of course, from uh, Florida fame, and then... He coached uh, OKC for a little while, but I was uh, impressed to see the Bulls do something that that might at least put them in playoff contention. Uh, Kyle Lowry was rumored to be going somewhere, but did not, so it looks like he'll be a free agent after next year. But uh, the biggest surprise was the Lakers did nothing. Everybody around them got better, and they got, well, let's just say worse for the time being because LeBron is out with that high ankle sprain and Anthony Davis is still out. So the Lakers are, they might be struggling here for the next couple of weeks until uh, LeBron can get back on that ankle. Other sports, big fight tonight. Yes. Very big fight. Tonight. UFC 260. I, I never pay attention to the numbers. I gotta be honest. I, yeah. It's 260, right? I know it's something 60. Then 260. There used to be an actual UFC tab here. Now it's gone. It was an MMA tab. I think it is. Yeah, I know. 260. Yeah, 260. Uh, Stipe Miocic taking on Francis Ngannou for the undisputed heavyweight championship. And then uh, on the undercard, Tyre, is it Tyron or Tyron? Tyron Woodley? Tyron Woodley, yeah. Yeah, he's on the undercard, so he mm. usually, when, when he fights, it's usually a pretty good fight. Unless it's Damian Maya. Yeah. But, uh, no, I'm really looking forward to seeing that heavyweight fight because, uh, I mean, Stipe is probably the greatest heavyweight of all time. Without question. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to argue. Um, I mean, you could argue Cormier, but, I mean. He, eh, just because he didn't have a lot of time 
Uh, true. And heavyweight. Yeah. Most of his career was on light yeah, heavyweight. I, which... I, I think Stipe is probably firmly entrenched there. Uh, but Naganu is uh, he's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's like Tyson. Yeah, he's he got that the level punching power. power of um, my balls are hot. Oh, Derek Lewis. Yeah, Derek Lewis, but much better stamina, cardio, oh, yeah. and and ground game. Although it's not much of a ground game, but uh, he's more well rounded with the same kind of power that Derek Lewis has. So right. he can literally take him out with one punch. But Stipe is is no slouch. Yeah, you know? and it's a rematch. I mean, yeah. Like, Miosic basically just took him down the first fight, held him down, and Francis couldn't really do much. So. Right. So, yeah, should should be a pretty good one. Yeah. All right. So that uh, pretty much covers all the other sports that I wanted to talk about. So let's get to the NFL. <coughs> and as always, I'm going to lead it off with some Steeler talk. When we left here last time, uh, we did a lot of speculation, and the, uh, the biggest move – was and it was a shock to both of us. Juju Smith Schuster comes back for one year, and the the interesting part of it was he came back for less money, less years yeah. than he was going to get. With uh, the Ravens, Chiefs both had offers on the table. Mm-hmm. The Eagles were talking. There wasn't an official offer, but they all were talking more money, more years, and. You don't see that. I'm I'm honestly impressed. Now, granted, in the back of my mind, I'm and in the back of Juju's mind, I'm also sure that the thought of there's more money down the road because of the contract, so I'll just stay here where I'm comfortable. Yeah. Early speculation is that next year the cap's gonna go up twenty million dollars. So Yeah, and especially with the new T V deal, I, I expect in the next five years the cap to probably jump 30 to 40 million before it's all said and done. Yeah. Cat the new cat the new TV deal is what 110 billion dollars. Yeah. <sighs> Which includes ESPN getting a Super Bowl, two. They get oh, two, two Super, Super Bowls. Bowls. Uh they also get some flex scheduling for Monday night. Which is good. Yeah. Um Amazon it will be the exclusive home for Thursday night football. Um you didn't hear that? Exclusive? Like no NFL network anymore? If you, you didn't don't, know that? Yeah. No, no. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you just don't get to watch. You don't get to watch those games. No, oh, I mean, I get to watch them because, you know, cheating. But well, You're allowed to. It's Bezos. <coughs> Fuck him. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It, like, again, it's going to come up. But, like again, it wasn't just that he came back. I mean, he also knows that Ben's contract is going to be coming off the books slowly but surely and there's going to be more money there but i i just i commend the guy for you know coming back and and the tweet did you see his tweet uh when he announced that he was coming back go for it What, what, what was it well basically he just he posted a video from wolf of wall street Oh, I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> They're going to need a fucking wrecking ball to get me out of here. So, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, again, I-, I love having him back, but he's a one year rental. Let's be honest. Well, but we'll have more room to do. He says he wants to retire in Pittsburgh. Now, people say that kind of shit all mm-hmm. the time. Will he be here next year? Who knows? Or the year after next? Who knows? But. I believe in his heart of hearts, he does truly love Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. 
you know, this was a guy that didn't have a driver's license and would ride his bike around the city and mm. people loved him. So I think his intention is to play his career here. Now it's the NFL. We know that that doesn't happen very often. Right. But I could see him signing again, depending on how this season goes and where we are financially and where we have to direct our money because we've got two big, big names that we got to get locked down before we touch anybody next season. And that's, of course, T.J. Watt and Mika Fitzpatrick. But I think in his heart of hearts, he wants to stay here. We'll see if it works out that way. But again, I just I was on my way to Chicago and, you know, Nicole is huge. The only reason she watches football is because she loves Juju. And I was I was actually watching the Falcon and the Winter Soldier on my phone as I'm driving to Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, don't try that at home, kids. I almost spilled my vodka. And the little ticker comes across the notification. And all I saw was. Adam Schefter reports Juju Smith-Schuster has agreed to, and then it ran out of space. Right. Fuck. So I had to scroll through, and it returned to the Steelers, and I knew that it was in the car next, or not the car, but in the seat next to me, I knew that Nicole was, like, she'd been asking almost every day since free agency started. Mm -hmm. Did he sign? Did he sign? No. So then I clicked on the Twitter thing that said he's returned to Pittsburgh, and I'm like, well, Juju signed. And she's like, oh, it almost started crying. Like, who do you sign? It's not, it's not Baltimore, is it? Because she knew that, like, yeah. yeah. And I was trying to get to the actual tweet so that I could just show her. And I couldn't find it, couldn't find it. And she jumped on there and find it, and let out a blood-curdling <laughs> scream of joy that almost caused me to skip four lanes of traffic into a semi. But <laughs> just, I mean, if she could jump up and down inside the Jeep, she would have. But. Yeah, that was uh that was how my Friday traffic jam drive went up in Chicago. Um so again, super happy he's back, but it cost us. And Yeah. And not only that move, I think they're still planning on doing some things whether it's bringing back Villanueva or finding a free agent center, but the moves that it cost us and this one hurt hurt my heart and that was Vince Williams. Um, he was a sixth round pick out of Florida state inside linebacker really didn't do much his first couple years. I mean, he was behind a couple guys, including, um, uh, Shazier. And, uh, then once he kind of locked himself into that starting role, man, he was a hammer big time run stopper, not great in coverage, but he was, <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> not great. Pass coverage. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Pretty, pretty bad in pass coverage. Yeah. Well, but that's not what he was. I know. Um, but more than anything, he was a very entertaining social media. Like, his Twitter was a must-follow if mm. you're, you know, he was very entertaining. Uh, so to see him get cut, it, it really hurt. But I also understand the nature of the business. And with a healthy Devin Bush and the way Robert Spillane played towards the end of last year, he became expendable. Yeah. I mean, he really did. And um, then Steven Nelson was the other ex. Yeah. Um, last season, he restructured in order to make some things work, which was great. This season, the Steelers basically told him, look, try and, you know, seek a trade. And I don't know how, how hard he tried, but uh, he basically got himself released because he then went on Twitter and was like, don't hold me hostage. So Pittsburgh 
All right. It was <laughs> like, okay, and, and they cut him. Uh, did free up some cap room. And, again, while I would have liked to have had the, the three, Stephen Nelson, Joe Hayden, and uh, Cam oh. Sutton, losing him doesn't hurt quite as bad because, like I said, we did re-sign Cam Sutton, and I think Cam Sutton is ready for a starting role. Hmm. Uh, as we talked about literally at the end of the show last last time, Mike Hilton moved on, so we don't have you know quite the depth that we had at corner. But, um, again, I don't feel absolutely horrible about it. I think we're in decent shape there. Now, moving on from Pittsburgh, uh, well, other James Conner still hasn't signed anywhere. Like I said, Villanueva still out there at tackle. And I, I guess Conner talked to, who was it, the Jets. Oh, really? And then they, they signed Tevin Coleman. Hmm. That's got to hurt the pride a little yeah. bit. I mean, I don't know what what the asking price for each one would be. I mean, Tevin Coleman's not bad, but he's not, you know, when James Conner is healthy, hmm. James Conner is a pretty studly running back. But the problem is he hasn't been able to stay healthy lately. Right. You look like you had something to say. No? No. Nah. Didn't think so. Nope. <clears throat> All right. So then uh, the other thing, being how where our location is, that we missed uh, since the last show was the Bears got their man. <laughs> yep. QB1. Yes. QB1. The Red Rocket. Yeah. Andy fucking Dalton. One year, 10 million. Basically, and they said that they they haven't fully given up on the whole Russ Wilson thing. I've heard that too, yeah. But, and ESPN's get up put together an actual a package that it involved three teams, mm. one being the Jets, to where the Bears would send a couple of firsts and uh, Roquan Smith to the Seahawks. The Jets would send the number, or Sam Darnold to the Seahawks, hmm. and then the Seahawks would send picks to the Jets, something along those lines. It, it worked out to where everybody kind of got what they wanted there, and the Bears, of course, get Russell Wilson. Again, that's just a hypothetical scenario. Hmm. I don't know how you pay a quarterback ten million dollars and then immediately go out and trade for somebody that you know a thirty million dollar man. Well, the Bears signed Mike Glennon to a big contract. True, in that same. True. I mean, if they got the cap room, do what you got to do. Yeah, I just, I kind of felt bad for Bears fans when I saw that. I did break. too, but then again, we saw it came out what the offer was. Yeah, and he's probably going to lose his job. Because they're if if nothing more happens, the Bears are not going to be any better than they were last year. Because I look, Andy Dalton to me is just Mitch Trubisky who can't run. Yeah. As far as far as their you know skill, it's the same quarterback. I don't see Andy Dalton being any better than Mitch Trubisky was yeah. towards the end of the year. I like Dalton more until last season when he actually played with the Cowboys because he, he didn't look great there. So, yeah. Uh, so, basically what it's going to boil down to is Ryan Pace and Nagy. Nagy are probably going to lose their jobs. But when you look at the package that they actually offered, they they did everything. Yeah. Every fucking thing that they could. It was three firsts. Yep. A third. Mm-hmm. 
Khalil Mack. Mm-mm. Yes. No, it, it, I, I had heard that that was incorrect. I heard it was Kyle Fuller and Akeem Hicks. No, they what they did was they gave them a list, okay, a tiered list. You can have one of these guys and one of these guys, and the best package that they could have got mm. included Khalil Mack and Akeem Nix together. Okay. And then they they cut Kyle Fuller, right? Who's now signed with Denver because he went with uh, Vic Fangio. Um, but yeah, I mean you can't you, you can't blame Ryan Pace for no they they tried everything. Even let's just say one of those players, whether it's Khalil Mack or Akeem Nix or Fuller at the time, three firsts and a third. That's still a pretty goddamn yeah, good package. That's especially for Seattle, whose defense has fallen off. Right. And Seattle's like, nope. So either Seattle's ready to ride with him mm. or they think they can do better. Right. Or they just they think that the relationship can be saved. It, true, yeah. But that's man, if I was a GM, that that's a hard that'd be a hard deal to pass up. Yeah. Granted, you don't have a quarterback, but there's a semi somewhat decent one that's available now which we'll get into in a minute um other big signing that kind of surprised me was the giants getting kenny galladay yeah if he can get back to form before his injury Mm. that's going to be a huge help to daniel jones who despite all the the naysayers and everything doesn't look like he's that bad he doesn't look like he's that good either (laughs) but again what help has he had well, last year he didn't have Saquon. He didn't have Saquon. He didn't right. have hardly any receivers were the fuck. Right. So this year will be his his true test mm-hmm. if they stay healthy. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a stud one one wide receiver with Kenny Galladay and then whoever else they, they put around him. I believe they got a pretty solid tight end, too, somewhere. Ingram. And they uh, yeah. they signed someone else, too. Oh, the, Kyle Rudolph. That's right. Who yeah. isn't, you know. A little long in the tooth, yeah, but it, yeah. no spring chicken anymore, but still solid. Um, but and a healthy Saquon. So the Giants, the potential is there. Their defense isn't bad, and their offense on paper has gotten significantly better. So this is to me Daniel Jones make or break season. Right. If all those guys stay healthy, he better perform. If he doesn't, then they might know that it's time to kind of move on from there right uh we still have seen no movement on uh some other big names being Le'Veon bell mm-hmm. antonio brown uh leonard fournette he signed yesterday did he yeah he resigned with the i did not Bucks, see that yeah. yep how did i miss that how did i miss the bud dupree signing when that happened <clears throat> i think it's like a one-year deal Probably just a, hey, stay here, try and get another ring. And then... How is Dante Moncrief still in the fucking league? Yeah, Holy know, right? shit, he's horrible. Signed with Houston, so have, have fun with that. All right. <clears throat> um, I'm looking for that signing. I don't know how I miss that. Yeah. And, yeah, it's not there. Huh. Anyway, so apparently he resigned. That You know, that's kind of a surprise to me. A little like bit, we, like yeah. we talked about, it's you got two of the same back basically. Uh, Jones is a little bit better of a receiver, but as far as their running styles, they're the same. Big, strong, you know, 
Fournette's probably a little bit better in the power game. Jones yeah. is a little bit better in the speed game, but they're very, very similar. And I, I honestly really expected them to move away from Fournette and go a little harder at somebody like James White or, you know, that the guy that Tom Brady likes the fucking yeah. the James White off. went back to New England. So. I, yeah. Which that honestly, that could have been the reason. Which I don't know why James White would choose to go back to New England over go back go down with Tom, mm. unless money was an issue. Right, New England might have been offered more. Uh, as far as overall need, Cam Newton needed James White way more than Tom Brady needs James White. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. while Cam Newton's not a bad quarterback, you can see the offense that they're building around him, yeah. which is going to be. Short pass, you know, he's got two stud tight ends now. He's going to have James White, decent receivers, but at least guys that can stretch the field, Nelson Aguiar, as long as he still remembers how to catch. Right. Um, again, as much as we loved New England not being very good this year, next year. They'll probably be a playoff team. Yeah, right. yeah, they're going to contend for that division, as, you know, as long as they stay healthy. So, all right, next up. The big trade that happened, trades, uh, I guess I should say, that happened, was it yesterday or day before? Uh, Yesterday. Yeah. So, first off, and, and both of these involved Miami, they traded their number three pick, which was the one that they got from Houston, mm-hmm. to the San Francisco 49ers for the number 12 pick. And wasn't what else? So they got the oh San Francisco gave up the number twelve picked and next year's first rounder and third rounder and then the year after that's first rounder. So basically, they're giving up three firsts for a first and a third, right? And then. Miami turned around and took that, that number 12 pick, and traded it to the Eagles for the six pick mm-hmm. and and got one of theirs. So basically what the, the, the Dolphins did was they took Laramie Tunsil's, Laramie Tunsil, and yep. turned him into four first-rounders. Yeah. They should put him in the ring of honor tomorrow <laughs> and retire his numbers, right. all that stuff. So – Basically, what that says is that the Dolphins are going to ride with Tua, and and rightfully so. He played well enough that built, let's build around him, and that's what they're going to do with all these picks that they're stockpiling. But the other thing it says is that the Eagles are probably moving on from or are going to attempt to move on from, well, from Jalen Hurts. Yeah, they're at least not 100% bought in yeah. because the report that came out is that that first trade where uh, Miami traded with the Niners. Yeah, the Eagles they, were trying. Well, but the reason they backed off is because they wanted Zach Wilson, and they didn't think that with having the third overall pick that they would get Zach Wilson. And they probably won't now with what he, I guess he just lit it up at his pro day yeah. yesterday. So that it, it sure sounds like Zach Wilson's going to be the second overall pick. So the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson. That's pretty safe to say at this point. So when you break it all down, what else that means with the Niners jumping up to number three is bye bye Jimmy G. Right. 
And of course, everybody right off the bat saying, well, he's going back to New England. Which is a possibility. We know Belichick. Would you rather have Jimmy G or Cam Newton? I'd rather have Jimmy G. See, I don't, I don't know, because I, I mean, I've seen Cam Newton be a pretty fucking good quarterback when he's got talent around him. He didn't have talent around him in New England, right? He really didn't. And for somebody that just gets the shit beat out of him game after game, and say what you want about him, no quarterback in the last five years has taken the beating unprotected by the officials the way that other you know superstars are protected right no, no quarterback's taking a beating worse than cam newton right so how much longer is his body gonna be able to last that's a- another agreed factor as well. agreed but again if you can evolve him a little bit into less of a risk taker it might you know be something that's viable jimmy g we saw what happened when they tried to rely on his arm in the Super Bowl two years ago. And what happened was they lost. Had the game in hand. They were basically, I wouldn't say dominating, but they were controlling the Kansas City Chiefs until they gave up the run and, and started letting Jimmy G throw it around. Next thing you know, KC storms back, wins the Super Bowl. So I'm not 100% convinced that that Jimmy G is, you know, that franchise guy either. No. But we know, you know, that was part of the whole rift between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick was that Belichick at the time wanted to move on from Tom Brady and wanted to go with Jimmy G. Robert Kraft said, nope, Tom Brady's my guy. And that's why Jimmy G ended up getting shipped to San Francisco. But now Brady's gone, so maybe they go back to Jimmy G, but Again, they still got Cam Newton at $10 million. So who knows what's going to happen. And then, as you just mentioned, with the way that Zach Wilson performed in his pro day, it looks like you know he has solidified himself as the number two quarterback. It's the garage door. I kind of yeah. thought so. Um, he has solidified himself as the number two quarterback in this draft, which means the Jets have some some decisions to make. What can we get for, or what would we be willing to give up for Sam Darnold? We is in Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. Problem is now he's back. Ben's back, so that's kind of... Yeah, yeah, but again, we know that it's just for a year. Doesn't Sam just have one more year left on his rookie deal, though? Yeah, the only way I would do it would be a sign, like a, an extension deal. Right. Like, okay, look, here's the trade. We're going to tear up your contract and, and you're going to come in and play for, you know, a low amount backup money here. Well, if they'll take him, we'll throw you fucking Rudolph or whoever as, you know, pawn him off somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but an extension to where, look here, you come play with us. You're going to make 3 million, 4 million this year. And then Ben leaves and you're going to start seeing his money and, and we'll go from there. That being said, man, I don't know. Three years with backloaded money? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But, I mean, you're obviously going to have to give something up. Juju? My heart says no, because I I do. I love me some Juju. But uh, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. You know, but they did just 
shell out a chunk of money for uh, Corey Davis. Corey Davis, yeah. Well, there you go. Give Zach Wilson two weapons. Yeah, three because they actually drafted Mims last year too. So, yeah. The only thing is, I don't think that they the Jets are going to really want players. I think they're going to want draft capital. Yeah, but they might. I mean, Juju might be an interesting throw in there. Third rounder. I'd give up a third for yeah. Sam Darnold a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. I don't think they're going to accept a third. I think they're going to want. Why not? 30, I just don't. They're taking another quarterback. And I know, but. He's only going to be there I mean, I guess. Year. Yeah. If we could get away with a third rounder, I'd, I'd give up like a third and a fifth or whatever for a flyer on Sam. If Darnold. I was the Jets, I'd do it. Why not? You're going to take a quarterback anyway. Yeah. But what if there's a team out there a little more desperate that's, you know, going to throw you a first. Or a second. The Bears. Uh, the Bears could easily slip in there for Sam Darnold. The The Niners, well, the Niners are going to be in position to take quarterbacks. Yeah. So that's yeah, you don't move from 12 to 3 to take a left tackle or a wide receiver. Uh, so. The Texans <laughs> yeah. could, could make a move, which, yeah, we're going to cover that ad nauseum here. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean that is that's going to be an, a very interesting situation and how that plays out, and I don't think we're going to see how it plays out until draft day. I yeah. don't, I don't think we're going to see any major moves as far as the top five or or Jimmy G or or Sam Darnold until draft day when teams are desperate to make something happen. You know, they've they've played all their cards in free agency, but now it's draft day and it's it's fucking. Nut up or shut up, and that's when I think teams are going to really bring the thunder as far as putting together their absolute best packages to get either one of those players or uh, slide into one of those Maybe spots. even Russell, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't absolutely rule that out yet. Um, yeah, I, this, this offseason is going to be fun. Yeah, and has been so far. Depending on who you're a fan of. Right. Uh, you know who this – this offseason is not fun for right now. Who's that? <laughs> That's one Deshaun Wilson or Watson. He was the story of 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 the offseason. Yeah. And now he is. And now now he's the story of the offseason cuz holy shit. We literally what I don't know when when was our last show? Was it like a Thursday, Friday, it was like a like Tuesday, that. I think. Has it been that long? Yeah, it's been a while. There was nothing. It literally, he was just a guy that wanted to be traded out of Houston. Right. And then the the story broke of a female that filed a lawsuit for sexual assault. She was a masseuse. Rub and tug type situation. Yeah. And then there was rumors of a second. And I thought, how oh, this just sounds, I don't know. Kind of I have to admit, like I kind of was too, yeah. One of those situations where she got mad and it's like, all right, well, I'm going <sighs> to take you down. And and then they just kept coming. Yeah. To the point where the, the lawyer, uh, Busby, I believe is his name, 24 women Jesus. that he has talked to about this alleged uh, sexual assault, misconduct, however you want to word it. 14 of which Busby has determined that they have enough to bring forward lawsuits. And so there have been 14 filed 
I don't know what's going on with the other 10, but some of them, some details have come out where like he grabbed their hand and put it on Mr. Happy on one particular, he basically painted her face. Oh yeah. Did you not read that? No. Yeah. Yeah. Busted all over her face and chest and, uh, there's even they released a text message from Deshaun Watson that basically was saying, look, I'm sorry I made you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Granted, that's all it says. There's no mention of anything else. Right. But it doesn't look good. Yeah. Point I'm trying to make. One or two. You can kind of question like, yeah, oh, these people might be just trying to make a buck. But when there's 14 Right. That have been deemed at least viable enough to file lawsuits. I don't know. That's I, too much. When, when there's yeah. smoke, typically there's a fire. Right. And I think we have the same mindset of, hey, let's let's not rush to conclusions. Let's let things play out. But when you get to that number, it's kind of hard to. I mean, that's a shit ton of smoke. That's that's an insane amount of smoke. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, it went from possible little grease fire to a fucking forest fire in California. Right. To the point where, at this point, he's untradeable. You know what's weird? From what I've heard, though, teams are still interested in him. Well, yeah. I mean, at a bargain. <laughs> I guarantee you no team's calling and saying, here, we'll give you four first-rounders for him. Here's two seventh-rounders. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. As a, If I were a GM of another team. I got to wait for this stuff to play uh, out. Yeah, I mean, unless I know, you know a lot more information that hasn't been made public yet, uh, I'm not pulling the trigger on that because, I mean, this is potentially – Let's be honest. He may never play football again. Yeah. Depending on how this all shakes out, he may never put on a fucking football helmet. Right. And I think at this point, it is inevitable that he's going to miss time this year. Oh, yeah. At the very least, and I hate to even bring it up, but at the very least, the Ben Roethlisberger case set the precedent that even though you don't have to be charged, just the fact that there's just enough evidence that shows that you were probably doing some stupid shit. Whether, ben did settle civil suits, though. Right. Yeah. You know. But he still got uh, a six-game suspension. Right. So that kind of sets the precedent that, look, you at least showed that your character is a little out of whack, so you're going to miss some time. Yeah. Which, again, lowers his trade value, all this other stuff, but... That's to me the at this point the best possible case scenario. All right. As you know, whereas it could be a situation where, like I said, he never plays football again. And of course, him and his lawyer has have released a statement saying this is all bullshit and he's got a very high profile defense attorney. I have to admit that when the first case came out, Deshaun's like response to it also kind of made me question the allegations you know what i mean because like he didn't act like someone who was guilty you know usually guilty people 
will go and hide and just release a statement. His statement was just like on Twitter. He's like, this is all bullshit and the evidence is going to come to light and I'm not worried about it at all. And then more cases came out and he got real quiet. So, yeah. And again, here's the other thing that I find kind of weird is that in most of these cases, yeah, this isn't like, like Robert Kraft going to a rub and tug. Several of these women are women that have been contacted by him or his people or whatever, like through Instagram. Mm -hmm. These are not like licensed massage therapists, Not at least not all of them. I know a few of them are literally just like hot women that, that were on Instagram that they talked through DMs and mm. he basically said, here, why don't you come over and give me a massage and work on my problem areas. Right. And in every one of these cases, his problem area has always been, you know, upper inner thighs right. to where, and again, all of these stories, at least the ones that have been made public sound the same that, you know, he'd work on my thighs and then he grabs their hand, puts it on his junk. And yeah, it's yeah. Again, I, I hate to make assumptions, but when there's that much evidence or not evidence, but that many people coming forward saying, you know, right. I mean, it's very similar stories, right? It, it makes you wonder. It's a smaller, not as extreme example of Cosby. Cause there are still people that defend Bill Cosby, which I find hilarious. We, no, it, it's, you know what? I was going to actually make that analogy. It's the same thing as Cosby. Well, just the, not as, well, yeah, he didn't drug them. and Well, know. no, I, I just mean like Cosby has had 60 women come forward. Right. Six fucking zero. But my point was when the, the Cosby thing first started coming out, it was just a couple. And you're like, you know, she's trying to make a buck. Right. And then all of a sudden, like you said, once the first couple became public, mm. all the others started coming forward saying, yeah, this is, you know, I was afraid to talk about it because of what it was. And. And then when it got into 10, 20, 30, you're like, he's a fucking rapist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then Burris, Hannibal Burris got involved. and He's actually the one that kind of kicked it off. Yeah. 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 He's the one that really did know, a show in Philly and just randomly mentioned Bill Cosby. And he's like, I hate that old man talking about pull your pants up. Say, how about you stop being accused of rape? And then people are like, wait, what? Cosby was accused of rape because the first two, three stories weren't new. Right. They were old stories. People looked into it and then more women came forward and there you go. So, yeah. So what, I mean, give me your prediction. What do you think is going to come of this? I, 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 I'm not doing that. <laughs> Why? Because that's not, that's no. Do you, do you think he plays this year? Do I think he plays this year? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying like, is he going to prison or anything or did he? No. You know, okay. But, I thought you're looking for, is he a rapist? I'm like, oh, fuck no. no, I'm not looking at the evidence. Um, he's definitely going to miss some time, bare minimum. Yeah. That's, I think that we're beyond that point. Yeah. I think it's beyond question that there's going to be time missed. Yeah. And uh, I guess another question is, does Houston wash their hands of the whole situation? Cause at this point, Granted, it's going to be a hard sell, right? But if I'm Houston, even if he beats all this, yeah, the stigma 
Ben Roethlisberger still has people bringing that shit up from mm. 15 years ago or however long ago it was. You know, this is something that will now stick with him for his entire career. Every city he plays in that's not his home team. Yeah. Vic came back, too. I mean. Yeah. But. Dogs and women, I know. Huge difference. I get it. But. I mean, both are horrible. Don't get us wrong. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, that just. And he went to prison. And and so while he still got a lot of heat, there were protests. Hell, he fucking played for Pittsburgh. Um, But, I mean, if this is a situation, we're talking a possible sexual assault, unwanted advance, whatever you want to call it, on 14 to 24 women, one of which happened in March. One of the women involved in the complaints oh, wow. early March, so like literally a few weeks ago. <laughs> and it, it, this will follow him his his the rest of his career if he's allowed to have one. Right. So on one side, if you're Houston, you're thinking, well, we got to get the fuck out of this yeah, and, and get him as far away from this team as possible. But on the same token... Who's going to take that chance now? Right. You know, I, I right now I think he's untradeable because we don't know what's going on. I, I can't see. Right. Huh? I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I can't see any GM right now before all the facts are known, pulling the trigger on any deal unless it's a fourth rounder. Uh, yeah. Yeah. At, at best, yeah. a fourth rounder. I'm not so sure I would do that because, again, this is a guy that may never put a helmet on again depending on how this all shakes out. And mm-hmm. we are literally 10 days, not even, into this whole story breaking. So I'm sure a lot of stuff is going to come out. And, again, it's a possibility that it's all bullshit. But when there's that many people saying... It's really hard. You're they're gonna have to come up with some amazing evidence right. to basically clear his name of any wrongdoing. Right. At the very least, he's he's got some kind of of deviation. He dislikes chicks rubbing on him, mm. and I don't know. I've seen people talk conspiracy theories and things like that. If it were one or two. I would be inclined to think that maybe it's leaning that way. But when you've got, like I said, two dozen women, very similar stories, eh, it's pretty spooky. Right. So, yeah, that's uh, that is a very interesting story that we will be following as well as all the other offseason and, and upcoming draft stuff as it goes. Now, moving away from the sports world, we have a few things to talk about before we get into the big one. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. I asked you, and you never really answered, but I know the answer. You haven't watched it, I'm assuming. No. I thought I told you no. Pretty sure I did. I don't think so, but anyway. I have. As I said, I watched the first episode in rush hour traffic driving up to Chicago. <laughs> right. Granted, I didn't get the... The way it was meant to be watched. Right. <laughs> um, On a six-inch phone screen. I watched it when I got home. Just because, and I'm glad that I did because there was a lot that I missed. All right. Uh, but the second episode came out Friday, and I watched that. Uh, very, 
very good show. I'll just I'll, I'll say it's not what you think it is being just a action buddy cop. Like it is very fleshed out and like it is a it's not a just a like an A team style here's the problem, boom, they solve right. it. Next episode, here's the problem, boom, they solve it. It is a serial thing and it's really showing you uh what's happened. This one takes place just a few months after the events of Endgame. Hmm. So they're still Bucky and uh Sam are, are still trying to adjust to life after the blip and like I said, two episodes in, it's really good. I was I was impressed. I thought I, I you know, I was in no matter what, but I again thought it was just gonna be a like a shoot 'em up buddy cop drama, hmm. you know. But it's I think you would like it. And it's only six episodes, which I thought it was going to be longer than that, but it's just a six episode arc. Um, I won't spoil anything for you, but I, I think you might enjoy it a little more than you think you will. Okay. Just cause it's like I said, it's, it's tying up some loose ends and introducing some new elements. And, and so far I, I, I do thoroughly enjoy it. All right. Now, uh, other thing I wanted to talk about before we get into the Justice League, I briefly discussed it, but there's a new game coming out on the first called Outriders. Again, if you're a gamer, check it out. The demo is live right now. It's uh, kind of a cross between like Borderlands and The Division or Destiny. It's a shooter, but it's also heavily RPG themed. Um so I'm really looking forward to that, and it's now free on the Xbox Game Pass. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be a fun game. Oh. Now, the big one, Justice League. Yes. Finally, you indulged in all six-plus hours. Just give me your... Can you turn your head when you burp? Sorry. <laughs> you do that all the time. You just burp right into the fucking mic. Hey, I am who I am. What? Which one did you watch first? I watched the theatrical Snyder slash Joss Whedon cut. Mostly first. Whedon. Well, yeah. Um, okay, so before we get into the Snyder, just like what was your gut reaction watch after finishing the first one? Gut reaction was I I did I did kind of like it. Um, See, I mean, it was I, it was I kind of predicted that. I'm like it was, you know, it was better than I thought. No, it wasn't the Dark Knight, but. I mean, it's it's got a lot of problems. Yeah. I mean, but overall, it was solid. Yeah. Ish. It's solid. Yeah. I think that's the perfect way to put it. It was solid. Um. Uh, what was I gonna? Again, I mean, it's it's a bit much for only being two hours. Like. They, they tried their best to cram as much shit in there as they possibly could. Yeah, they slammed a lot into that two hours. Like, two biggest differences. I mean, like Aquaman, you don't really see him a whole lot. And um, what's the other? Cyborg. Cyborg, yeah. yeah. Cyborg doesn't really get a lot to do. Um, I didn't like Flash as much as I think other people did. He had a few lines that I thought were funny, but he also had several lines where I'm like, little on the cheesy side, rolling but... like the brunch rants and the um. He 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 makes a few really lame jokes in the theatrical cut, but he makes a couple decent ones too. But yeah, it's not bad. That's my 
initial review because I assumed you didn't want to spend a lot of time on that. You want to focus more. Well, on I mean, it's whatever. We got time. Yeah. So, but um, okay. So, you did you meet like literally six hours in a row? No, God, no. <laughs> I watched no. I, I watched the theatrical cut Friday night and then yesterday. I'm trying to remember how I watched. I think I watched hey. out. Hey. You watched it Friday night. Today's Saturday. Thursday night, sorry. Okay. Thursday night. Friday, um, I was off, so I watched. I think I watched an hour of it, like 2 o'clock, waited a couple hours, watched two more hours, took another break, and then finished the <laughs> last hour. So I kind of watched that segmented a little bit. And? And? And. Um, it is better than the theatrical cut. Um, that it definitely should be the case if you're going to add two extra hours to tell your fucking story. I, I think it was significantly better. Granted, it's long, but yeah, as a whole, it, the story and everything, uh, there's no comparison for me. Yeah, there's a lot of in the theatrical cut, like a lot of questions of like, wait, what? How does this character know that? And how does this happen? And where those extra two hours, they get to flesh that out. Better. Right. And, and in some cases completely change it. Yeah. But it still makes sense. And for, uh, cause I did it all in one sitting and Damn. for four hours, it flows pretty, pretty well. It really does. I mean, granted, I don't know that I'd want to be in a theater. No seat for no, four no, no, hours, no, no, no. but, like sitting at home comfy. I think I did pause it once, but for the most part I sat through the whole thing and it wasn't one of those where you keep looking at the clock going, is this fucking thing ever going to get over? Cause it does flow pretty solidly uh, for me anyway. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, when it's all said and done, you're like, wow, that was four hours. And yeah, yeah I thought it was significantly better. Loved the way that, the, you know, they changed quite a bit. Yeah. Um, granted we had, the the scene with Themyscira wasn't altogether all that different. It was just extended. Yeah. You got to see more of that. Um, same thing with where he meets Aquaman. It's extended, but you get more of the story as far as Aquaman, kind of his inner struggle with, does he want to be this hero slash king of Atlantis? Like the William Defoe scene yeah. is brand new. Um, uh, spoilers, by the way, so... Yeah, there will be spoilers. Yeah. So if you have not watched Snyder Cut of Justice League, pause this shit, stop it, come back, whatever. Yeah, and I'd say even if you haven't watched, because I almost did that. I'm like, do I watch the Snyder Cut first? I'm like, no, 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 I'll watch the theatrical first. You know, kind of yeah. watch how everyone else did. So, um, But yeah, even if you don't want to go through that, I, I do think if you have any interest, Justice League, Snyder Cut, I, I think is worth a, a watch, definitely. Um yeah, I, the thing that surprised me the most is the Snyder Cut cuts out a lot of the the, the lame jokes that I was talking about that were added in the theatrical cut, uh -huh. and they're replaced with jokes that are actually pretty good. Yeah. Like, the there's a scene where um, Flash Barry is he's at an interviewing, at like, a to be a dog walker. Dog walker, yeah. Yeah, and then car accident happens. And then he runs out and saves a hot dog because it's a hot dog truck hits a car. <laughs> yeah, he saves a hot, hot dog, dog, puts it in his car. pocket, then saves the girl. I really like that scene. That was funny. Yeah. It was, you know, 
nice character building too. He's like right. he's a bit of a goofball, but and then when the the, the dog walker boss or whatever, you you think she just witnessed seen the flash but then the camera cuts over and there's barry on the floor petting the dog like see they love me like he would you know was there the whole time and, right. oh my god what happened yeah. yeah that was a great scene yeah. and if you're not a huge fan that's iris west by the way who in the comics and in the flash show becomes his main love interest and she is returning in the flash mm. and, and eventually they get married and blah 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 but yeah i I loved all the extra stuff that they put in to flesh out the stories of both Barry. You know, there's there's more interaction with his father and, and what he's trying to do. And also Cyborg, who, I mean, he, I won't say he was barely in the Whedon version, the theatrical version, but he didn't get he didn't, a lot of his story. Yeah, he, he doesn't have a lot to do, and he's also very confusing. Like, they make... Like in the theatrical cut, I was super confused because they made reference to they use the his father used the mother box to bring him back, but he's a side like that was very kind of confusing and not really. Yeah, clear. they did a very good job of explaining how the mother box made him cyborg because right. it, it restores things, which also in turn explains how they end up bringing back Superman. Yeah, because in the theatrical cut, they just get the idea, oh, let's bring it to, use yeah. it to bring what back Superman. What if we throw the box in there and maybe it'll bring him back? But they do a good job of explaining how the mother box, you know, restores things, and that's where they get the idea of bringing Superman back. Right, right. That explode, It explains how they arrive at that conclusion of, hey, we should use this to bring back Superman. Um, favorite moments? Just of the movie overall? Changes or not? Um, God, now i got to think through all four hours of it yeah. again. Yeah. Um, um, I liked, you saw kind of a different side of Batman. Uh, more of him, more of the relationship with Alfred. That was kind of fleshed out a little bit, and it, it kind of changed the tone from what he was in the theatrical version to the fact that he's trying to like make amends in this one. Right. Um, seems more optimistic too. Yeah. It's like, you have to have faith Alfred, you know, yeah. that was, um, again, I, I really enjoyed the flash scenes, the spe- uh, same one that you did and just his little jokes. And, um, the thing with, uh, Oh God. Now Aquaman. When, um, when he meets Bruce, that meeting is more fleshed out. Yeah. Except for, again, I agree that the whole Icelandic lullaby scene. That was, was way was, too long. Yeah, probably. I just kept screaming cut. 30, 45 seconds longer cut. than it should have been. Cut. Um, Enjoyed. The, I was, I mean, we'll probably talk about it a little bit more in depth here in a minute, but the, the, the final scene. Yeah. Or not final, almost final. Joker. Oh, that? I hated that. I hated the whole epilogue. They, I did not need that. It's it's a setup for a sequel we're not going to get. But again, you have to understand that when he put it together, it, when he made it, it was that was the plan. They were going to go with the three, three movie arc. So if you've got the footage, I mean, he, he added a little bit, obviously, with the Joker thing, but most of the epilogue was already done. Yeah, I think that whole Joker scene was brand new. Yeah. Yeah. That. You, yeah, everything else was in it was, brand new. Was, was there, 
but yeah, they added the the Martian Manhunter who uh, I knew he was going to be in it. It was like the worst kept secret, but I didn't know he was going to be in it twice. All right. I thought that final scene where he reveals himself to Batman was going to be it. The whole thing with Lois Lane and Martha Kent where he walks out and that one caught me off guard. But yeah, I, kind of mixed feelings on that one, to be honest. I mean, I get it. Because one thing that they don't explain in the movie, but if you're a nerd like me, you know that the Martian Manhunter has telepathic powers, so he kind of knows that Lois Lane is the key. Yeah. Which, again, it's a storyline we'll probably never see. I'm not going to say that we won't see it, because at the beginning, people were saying we would never see the Snyder Cut, and the internet is very powerful, and they are right. doing everything they can right now to use that power once again and, and make the demand. Um, but he knows that Lois is the key. And that's why he's like, look, you know, cause she's depressed cause Clark's dead. And um, so that's where kind of that came in. Yeah. It was a little unnecessary, but it, it kind of shows you that, you know, he's watching and uh, he's ready basically to intervene when he has to. And he makes that known to, Bruce later on. Why didn't he sooner? Agreed. It's kind of the Avengers problem where like if they have a solo movie and there's a big world ending event, it's like, okay, why is Thor the only one handed? Right. Yeah. Why don't you call your friends, man? Yeah. (laughs) Like you literally have a team of fucking gods, right? You're just going to handle it by yourself. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, you could say that in every, just about every one of those movies. Um, and then the other, you know what I don't like, and this isn't just the Snyder Cut. This is, uh, in general, mm-hmm. ever since he was in Batman v Superman or whatever. Was it Batman v Superman? Or? I don't know what you're talking about. So I hate his cowl. Batman, okay. Because it comes on his face, like just past his mouth, yeah. to where it it literally looks like he can't move like it just it's like he bought it at a costume store and it doesn't quite fit like every other Batman. You know what I'm talking about? No. Pull up a picture of Batman of Batfleck and I'll, I'll try and <laughs> explain this to you. It Look, I have. I have a right because I have Batman on me like in ink. I'm a huge Batman fan. Uh-huh. So. This is, and I love Ben Affleck as as Batman slash Bruce. I do too. He's really, really good. Okay, I have the picture up. Okay, what, what are you, what are you trying to show me here? Just the way it almost like pushes his cheeks, so like he, it feels like it's too tight here, and it should be a little further back on his on his face. It's like, you know what I'm saying? It just, I don't know. It's just one of those little dumb things that I don't like. Okay. I don't like his mask. Okay. Um <laughs> All right. Um what else did I the a change that they made from the Snyder cut to the Justice League cut or Justice League cut, the theatrical cut that I I didn't actually like, I've heard a lot of people say they do like is when they show the ancient battle between the Earth warriors, you know, the man, yeah, Atlanteans and uh Amazonians. Um, 
in the theatrical cut, it's Darkseid who attacks, and in the Snyder cut, they swapped him out for Darkseid. Or it, no, it's Steppenwolf who attacks in the theatrical cut. In the Snyder cut, they swap him out for Darkseid. Right, because it was supposed to be Darkseid all along. I don't like that. Why? Because I Dark- think if you switch, because it's supposed to, if it's Steppenwolf, that adds a little bit of like I don't know about stakes or personal vendetta maybe of like i i want to fucking destroy earth because this is the one battle i had to retreat from where if it's dark side attacks and they beat dark side it's like well you already beat the big bad once you could do it again which i guess you can kind of make that same argument for steppenwolf i guess but Dark Side's supposed to be higher up than Steppenwolf, or he is obviously. Is yeah, he's more powerful and whatnot. So. But see, that's where you got to remember they did a very good job of of explaining why Steppenwolf has now come back to to try and conquer Earth. Right, is because he's on Dark Side's shit list. Right, so he's trying to atone for you know. Fucking up before, and he's trying to conquer what is it, ten thousand, hundred thousand, whatever, many worlds, and find this uh, anti-life equation to get back into Darkseid's good graces, and you know, show that he is loyal to Darkseid, mm-hmm. and by saying, "Hey, look, you tried this once before, but now the heroes are pretty much gone because the whole Superman being dead was what triggered them to try it." And he's like, hey, I'm going to do this for you because you couldn't, you know, all these heroes stopped you before. Well, they're not here now. Let me do this for you and, and give it to yeah. you and show you that I am loyal to you. So yeah. that's where, granted, it's not 100% perfect, but that's kind of the, the backstory on that. You could do that the same way with Steppenwolf being the one that attacked the first time. Say, oh, I'm going to make up for that. True, but... you know. The whole point of making these movies is so that the the fans, the DC fans, and if you're going to, you know, kind of follow the comics, Darkseid's the big bad. Right. And if, if you're talking about the Justice League, you have to have Darkseid. Like, that's... He's the, the main enemy of, of Justice League, has, you know, has always been. It was 10 years between Avengers and Avengers Infinity War when we finally actually got Thanos as the big bad in that universe. So I'm just saying, you know, I'm not saying take no, no, 10 no. years. I, but I 100% agree with you in that aspect that DC slash Warner fucked up and, yeah. and could have stretched this out into a billion-dollar industry by slowly working up to that. 100% agree, but they didn't. They were rushing it, so if you're going to rush it, throw the big bad. Hmm. Plus... You got to remember the original plan prior to the whole Snyder tragedy was here's a little taste, and then it's going to be Empire. In other words, Darkseid basically takes over, and then we'll get the big end game, quote unquote, right. finish. But that all went to shit, and they put out a shitty movie, and then there was nobody wants to see anymore. Right. Until now. I think more people are. Uh, no, I absolutely, and I still think it's a long shot. But again, the power of the internet—if enough people make enough noise—it's going to be hard to ignore that. 
I, I think I had heard either Ryan Reynolds is interested or Zack Snyder is trying to get Ryan Reynolds interested in being Green, Green Lantern if they do get the yeah. green light. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so Restore the so. Snyderverse nah. was the number one trending thing this past week. Mm. and Millions of people were, were tweeting, Restore the Snyderverse. And that's how the Snyder Cut got the green light. Yeah. $70 million to do what he had to do to get that to light. So while I think it's a long shot, it's a possibility. And I honestly... I, I hope they do something. I've talked about this before. Flashpoint is a good right, good way of you could reset things if you had to, or they could even, although if you do did Flashpoint, you, I don't know how you could. Did you catch that too? I can't remember what character. Some character in the Snyder Cut references the multiverse. It may have been yeah, Martian Manhunter. I can't remember who it was, but someone. Yeah, it's it might have even been when they were talking about Darkseid and the whole story with that yeah i can't remember who it was yeah and and again we already know that we're going to see some of that although the rumor now is that michael keaton was having second thoughts about coming back but who knows uh stories like that come out all the time we know affleck is going to be in it as batman and the rumor was that michael keaton was going to be in it as an alternate batman as well Uh, i do know that the arc that Snyder was building towards. Mm-hmm. And in that uh, little review that we watched earlier, the couple of key points that I, I missed right. was the pregnancy test. Yeah. And the U-Haul box became a baby carriage yeah. or basket or whatever when they were moving in at the end of the movie. I caught the pregnancy test. I didn't catch the the baby carriage or whatever. But... Yeah. Well, according to all the articles, at the end of... The, the third movie, mm-hmm. that kid mm-hmm. becomes Batman. Okay. Huh. Superman's son will become Batman, which... Technically, Superman was Batman for one night, too, so you never know. What? You never heard that story? No. There's a, I, I think it was a movie or something, but Batman like gets hurt and is out for like a week or some shit. So he's worried that, you know, criminals will figure this out and tear Gotham to pieces. So Superman dresses up as Batman for a night and he goes to fight Bane and Bane's like, oh, I can, you know, overpower you. And fucking Superman punches him through a wall. And he's like, what the fuck? Where's this been? <laughs> <laughs> Was this in a comic storyline or something? I think so. I know. I, I think they made an animated movie or like an a- animated <clears throat> Like the Justice League series that was part of it, but yeah. Oh wow, yeah. But it definitely feels like what well, doesn't feel like definitely seems like they're they really wanted to do the the um, um, injustice storyline where Lois dies and Superman goes crazy and takes over the planet. Yeah, which... that was that's basically what the the whole epilogue was about. Was and that was the other thing. <clears throat> if you remember in Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. When Batman is having his nightmares, Mm -hmm. you see Superman is basically like this big bad. Right. And at one point, Barry Allen like comes at him in a dream. Yeah. Well, it wasn't really a dream. It was actually he when he wakes up from the dream, boom, Barry Allen like sticks his head through a time portal and is like, Lois is the key. Right. And what 
Whedon did with that right. was made Lois the key to stop Superman from beating the shit out of the other Justice League members right. when they revive him, which I thought was fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the major differences between the two. In, mm-hmm. in uh, Snyder Cut, Lois just shows up. And again, it does stop him from killing Batman, but it turns out that that's not the key they're talking about. The key ends up being that at some point, Lois Lane is going to die and Superman's going to lose his shit and he ends up killing Aquaman and uh, Cyborg. No, Cyborg's alive. He kills Aquaman. I think he kills a couple other people too. Right. Um, but yeah, so Darkseid basically rules the world. Lex Luthor's. Superman is an asshole and Batman in the injustice storyline that would have been the second movie. Batman leads kind of his own suicide squad right. with uh Deathstroke, mm-hmm. Joe Manganiello, who again played a, well, he wasn't even in the original cut, but uh, he's in it. Uh, oh, Superman also kills Wonder Woman. Right. Um, so it's Batman, Cyborg, Flash wearing that same futuristic armor. Mm-hmm. Deathstroke, Mira, Mira, who won't be in it anymore because turns out she's fucking psycho. Um, right. Yeah, Amber Heard, cunt, and Joker. Which, when you watch the Snyder Cut right now, your your first thought is, is how in the hell. After all he's been through, would he get Joker on his team? I didn't interpret it that way. I mean, really? I mean, I interpreted it as Joker's like a prisoner, like Batman's. Well, he's not in cuffs or anything. Like he's he he's on the squad, and that's why. I mean, otherwise, why would Batman not snap his neck right then and there? Which, and you said you didn't like it. I liked the interaction. And yeah, the interaction I liked to just overall, it's like this doesn't mean anything. True, but at the moment, in we're not the grand anything. scheme of things, it would have. It would have made sense because basically the way it was going to flesh out was that they're on a mission to get Barry somewhere vital so that he can do his time thing mm. and they can save Lois and thus restore the Justice League, which would have then led to the third and final end game you know between justice league and dark side and his warriors and this that and the other mm-hmm. but i i as far as in it of itself the batman and joker scene mm-hmm. which good job on whoever made the call that the whole we live in a society wasn't even a part of it mm-hmm. like that that was just an ad lib thing that they threw into the trailer that whole conversation didn't take place in the actual movie that we watched but the part where he brings up Robin and mm. we kind of had a an idea that Joker killed Robin because of the the suit saying, you know. Oh, we know for sure Joker killed Robin. Well, right? yeah, but in yeah. the movie, in the Dawn of Justice, we just see the empty suit and it's got ha, ha, ha. And, All right. Well, in this one, it basically ends that. But when Batman says to him, he goes, you know. And at some point we know that Harley is dead. Mm-hmm. Because she's she tells Batman that when you kill him, and Batman says, you know, when I kill you, and make no fucking mistake or make no mistake, I will fucking kill you, yeah. and I'm gonna do it slow. I just again, as 
by itself, you're like, what the fuck? But I, I enjoyed the interaction, especially the way that they completely fucked up the Joker in Suicide Squad. Yeah, Leto, perform- his performance as a Joker was miles ahead of what his he performance was in, in Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Yeah, and, and the look, you know, the tattoos were gone, which, look, whoever made that decision I to begin know. with just needs to be slapped because, uh, yeah. Um, and then we got the other big cliffhanger, which, again, makes no sense right now and, mm-hmm. and probably never will because the movie was scrapped. But the scene where uh, Deathstroke finds Luther mm-hmm. and he tells him that Batman is Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. that was going to lead into the Batman right? with Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. It was going to be basically Deathstroke trying to hunt down and kill Batman and using the information that he's Bruce Wayne. So that's mm-hmm. why, I don't know if you saw that scene. It was like, no, 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 I know. Yeah, no. but that's where that was leading. So... Again, most of that was filmed with the intention of all those other movies coming, and that that stuff would have made sense, but now we're stuck with it, and there's no real finish to... just kind of build it in your head, like what would happen. Yeah, and and, you know these stories are coming out as far as what his plan was and everything. I hope it happens somewhere down the road that, uh, as a DC fanboy, I'd like to see them get the right treatment. One... Massive, massive problem I have with both movies. Why did you kill Superman? Just what was the point of killing him? I think that they were trying to go off the success of that storyline in the comics with Doomsday and killing him. Death of Superman, sure. And it, again, the plan was this long, drawn out arc. And that was, you know, so so they're gonna kill him in one movie, and at the end of the next movie, he was gonna go crazy by Lois dying. No, the second movie would have been the second movie. Okay, so dies the, in BVS, comes back in Justice League. Next movie, he goes crazy. Well, yeah, because Lois dies again. Yeah, it was a rush job. Yeah, it, this all. If they would have done this right, like like Marvel, this would have been stretched out into over a ten year arc. This sounds awesome, but and yeah. not, you don't even have to do a ten year arc. Yeah, you do. No, you don't. You could do it. You could stretch it over. I mean, I guess it would probably be about ten years when, on the average of these kinds of movies, takes about two years to produce. But so yeah, I, I guess you're right. You could have stretched this out a lot more, but they they were behind and they yeah. wanted you know to cash in on on the gravy train that Marvel was on and, mm. and they fucked up yeah. without, without a doubt. I mean, so, um, while we're on the whole superhero thing, have you heard the other news that we haven't talked about? I don't know what you're referring to. Superman reboot. Oh yeah. 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 With Michael B. Jordan. And the early story was that they were bringing him to play Calvin Ellis, mm. who exists on an alternate world. He's the president of the United States, uh-huh. and he's also Superman. Huh. Yes. I will cut government spending. We do not need this much money in the defense budget. <laughs> right? Yeah. And he was basically created as he, inspired by Barack Obama. That's that's where they got it from. That makes sense. But now, I can see Barack Obama being Superman. Oh, well, yeah. But now they're saying that 
there's they're going to do this reboot, and it's going to be a black Superman, but it's somebody completely different. It's not Calvin Ellis. Like, wh- why? Yeah. Maybe because they didn't want to do it because it's too much on the nose. I got to imagine there are conservatives that are Superman fans that don't want to be reminded of. Yeah, but that's see, the only thing I they're think going, of. but they're going the other way though. They're also talking about doing a black Batman. Huh. And look, I'm going to try and say this without coming off as racist, okay. but fucking stop. Yeah, I mean, look, we get it. We're we're living in in weird times right now, but you don't have to keep pandering to show that you you guys are diverse. Right. Don't don't take literally 60, 70, 80 years of of comic book lore mm. and completely fucking change it just so you can I, I'm telling you right now that will get shit on. Yeah. by the general public. Yeah. Whether it's it's Batman, Superman, whatever. I don't give a fuck how good the movie is widely it, it will probably get shit on and people are going to be like oh well what about black panther black panther was already fucking black right. like they did it right yeah. you're taking an iconic superhero and basically just changing him to pander to this new narrative that that's being pushed like just yeah. stop just make right. entertaining fucking movies right you know i just i don't know no no i agree with you i mean black panther was just this character happens to be black and right because he was black and Everyone went and saw the movie because it looked and, fucking and awesome. Look, I I get it. Comic books and superheroes basically came up in, you know, well, I mean, Superman came up in the 20s and 30s and Batman was right after that. But the, like the golden age, 50s and 60s, I get it. It was it was bad, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why all the superheroes are, are white. Most of them. And then as we got into the 70s and 80s, we started to see more and more. Uh, black and people of color and, and, and that's great, but do that. Like mm-hmm. don't change the course of comic slash superhero history. It just, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to yeah. me. Especially when you have cyborg, right? Especially watching the Snyder cuts. Cyborg yeah, looks, he was fucking, he was fabulous in it. Ray yeah. Fisher did a great job. Right. And I don't know what's going to happen or if anything's going to happen with the whole thing with Josh Whedon. And the mistreatment and uh, Warner Brothers kind of poo-pooing it. Mm. But there's a big to-do about that. Uh, I did read that Josh Whedon has basically been blacklisted by Hollywood now mm. because of that shit that happened on, on Justice League. Mm. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, I had another point I was going to make. No, I don't remember what it was. But anyway, overall, I- I'm... Happy slash relieved that you are at least somewhat on board now with. Yeah, yeah, I have to admit I am. Yeah, I, Justice the theatrical cut was was better than I thought it was, but like I said, there were clear problems of like this doesn't some of the things don't. Yeah, it, getting they, from A to B doesn't make a lot of sense. But like I said, we disagreed on BVS. BVS is fucking shit. That movie does not make any goddamn sense at all. I mean, you can just reorder and shuffle a lot of the scenes, and you have has the same effect. It, yeah, it it definitely missed the mark. You know, Justice League at least the theatrical cut had a a more clear A B C D 
j- the Snyder cut was ev- even better. A, B, C, D, E. You know what I mean? Right. Where, so, yeah, yeah. I, I was. I have to admit, I, I, I will eat my Ple- crow. Pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. I will eat my crow. I mean, for years I said, "Who gives a fuck about the Snyder cut?" Well, that's I. I did like it. It's a lot better. Yeah. Good flick. Yeah. Um. And speaking of Superman, I'm now what five or six episodes into Superman Lois. Still a good show. They're they're really building to something with uh, an alternate Lex Luthor and everything. It's yeah, it's turning out to be pretty good. And CW might have another solid Arrowverse show on their hands. How many have they made so far? Uh, CW as yeah. far as the Arrowverse. Yeah. Well, there was Arrow, then the Flash, Supergirl, Supergirl. Legends of Le- Tomorrow. Le- yeah, Legends of Tomorrow, which is surprisingly good. Uh, for a group that doesn't have any of the big players, They, it's pretty entertaining. And then um, Batwoman, which is a fucking train wreck. I'll, I mean, yeah. that, that I've not bad. heard good things, yeah. Yeah. And now they've recast, because Kate Kane left after season one, and she supposedly was kidnapped. Well, they pulled a fucking, like, Dallas type thing where they brought her back, but it's a different person because she was in an accident and it disfigured her. So uh, now this is her new look and this is her. Yeah. And they've already canceled it. Like they, they know they have three seasons. They're in season two. Now season three is locked in, but they're like, yeah, that's done. So we're yeah. going to wrap this shit up. And now that Superman and Lois so far has been a success mm-hmm. and maybe Warner won't let him touch it. I don't know, but, I think it's time we have a Batman series, a good Batman. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we already had one. Batman the animated series. That wasn't animated. Yeah. Yeah, and again, it was like on afternoon time, but you could make a good adult themed Batman sure. show. I mean, it's. I would think that that would kill. There, are, arguably, that's the most popular superhero in fucking history. Oh, I don't think arguably he's, yeah, he's, he's surpassed Superman's popularity years ago, but yeah. yeah. And I think part of it's because he's not superhuman. Like he's just a regular, he's, yeah, like, there's that. And I, he's also kind of which, an anti-hero, which, so he's more interesting. That's one of my favorite little scenes. And I believe it was in both versions yeah. when the flash is like, okay, so we've got, you know, a cyborg, a Amazonian, I'm fast. What's your superpower? And as he's getting into that fucking, I don't even remember what was, it was it? a Mercedes, Mercedes yeah. supercar. He's like, I'm rich. Yeah. <laughs> like that's my superpower. Yeah. And then also in both versions of the movie, but I really enjoyed was like, how'd you get the, the house from the bank? Bought the bank. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would love to see a Batman show really would. And you know, Gotham, Gotham was good for like the first season, but mm. then they kept introducing all the villains mm. And no Batman. You don't get to see Batman till the very end. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, I believe... Uh, Suicide Squad trailer? Oh, yeah. Suicide Squad trailer hit the red band. My... Before I seen the trailer, I wasn't really excited about it because mm-hmm. I didn't really... While I enjoyed Harley and Will Smith mm-hmm. in the original, by and large, I wasn't a huge fan of the movie. No, me neither. But I'm at least moderately excited about it. I yeah. think it's plus it's James Gunn. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, the trailer looks pretty good. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, game. he was the director of the first two movies there, and, and is going to do the third. Yeah. So he yeah, survived cancellation. That was nice. Yeah. Right. Um, and again, that's where the fans had a voice. So yeah. that's a, more evidence that the Snyderverse may not be completely dead. Right. Anyway. But yeah, I'm like I said, I'm moderately excited. Sylvester yeah. Stallone playing Killer Shark. Oh, that's Stallone? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes, wow. he is the voice of Killer Shark. Oh, wow. John Cena, I don't even remember what who he is, but he looks pretty entertaining. Yeah, his line is hilarious. Someone tells, I think it's Idris Elba, Idris Elba tells him to suck a dick. Oh, a bag of dicks. Eat a bag of dicks. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. He goes, if there, this beach was covered in dicks, and I had to suck every one for liberty, I'd do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I don't remember his name either, but a real weird guy that plays Polka Dot Man. Yeah, I, don't, who, I can't remember who that was. Look, I'm a comic nerd. I don't know who the fuck Polka Dot Man is, but yeah. what is like, this is, what is, what is, is it Idris Elba that says it? This is suicide. And the guy just cuts to him. He goes, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> like, So, yeah, I, I'm at least going to check it out. Yeah. And I like the scene where, like, we're, you know, they're there to rescue Harley and she's, comes like skipping out like what are you guys doing here we're here to rescue you (laughs) well i can go back inside (laughs) right and when they have the prisoner it's like don't talk don't do this and harley says and if you cough with your mouth open we'll fucking kill you (laughs) it's like don't take that as an open invite to cough with your mouth open don't do that yeah the the only returning characters i believe are her as far as the suicide the army guy whose name i can't remember he was the one that was dating enchantress until she went crazy yeah, and Boomerang. Yeah, Jai Courtney. Jai yeah. Courtney playing Captain yeah. Boomerang. He was one of the bright spots. In he the was original. Yeah. yeah, he was. Um, which is why I think those people are back because they were like the only redeeming parts right. of the movie. Um, what about Katana? Who was that? Exactly. Yeah, I know. The worst introduction to a character ever. This is Katana. Don't get killed by her because her sword traps the souls of its victims. Like. Okay, I guess that's Katana. And it's like, she doesn't really do much the rest of the movie. Yeah, it, it breaks my heart that that DC has just completely dropped the ball in this day and age where you got to really, really try hard to fuck up a superhero movie. Yeah. And, and I mean, Fox, look what Fox did. Fox did the same thing with their Marvel properties for a while. Yeah. You know, they can't make a decent fucking... Fantastic Four, which is like the first family. Right. I mean, uh, X Men started strong, but then really kind of went. They shit. were in waves. Yeah, yeah the first I two guess, were great, and then Last Stand sucked. Then it got bad. Origin sucked, and then, I see. I, I disagree. I didn't think Origin sucked. I don't like parts of it, but for the most part, as a whole, I thought it was a solid movie. Watch it again. Um, first I've class was really times. good. First class was really good. Days of Future Pat. Days was good. Was great. I really like Apocalypse that too. started. Yeah, really fall yeah. off. Dark Phoenix was really bad. Right. So again, really excited to see if and when Marvel boots them up. What they do right. with the X Men because so far they've basically hit home <clears throat> home run after home run. So, right. all right, I do believe that's going to be it for us. I agree. We uh, like I said Wednesday. I will. Uh, be here with Jake and we will uh, do a baseball show. I don't know if you'll be here or not. Kind of depends on what happens in the rest of the world. 
Well, we might have some stuff to talk about with the UFC fights and more NCAA stuff, and who knows what's going to happen with between now and then with uh, Deshaun Watson and the massage parlor of doom. <laughs> so that'll wrap it up. We will see you next time. I um, Let me stop you right there. Uh-oh. Do we have breaking news? Uh, Ish? Houston Police Department says lawyer hasn't provided any evidence on Deshaun Watson's sexual assault allegations. Which, yeah, while he was talking about all this stuff, he was saying that he was compiling all this evidence and was going to send it to the de- police department for a potential grand jury investigation. So. And that was supposed to have been done... <coughs> according to the lawyer like a day or two ago and yeah that so far has not happened so again there's a possible ray of hope for one Deshaun Watson is that all you got Uh, Patriots are reportedly still sniffing out trade for Jimmy Garoppolo oh uh, Schnellenberger we didn't talk about him oh yeah legendary coach uh, dies at 87 years old. Howard Schnellenberger, who uh, led Miami to their first national championship, basically turned them into a dynasty. And Yeah, I mean, he was the foundation of that program. They weren't really dick until he got there, and he started recruiting kids from the inner city of, he called it the state of Florida, or the state of Miami, which is every the southern part of Florida. Right. And, yeah, legend. And Florida football is uh, pretty intense. Yeah, it kind of rivals Texas football. Yeah, it really does. I, I'll never forget because I started high school in Florida, mm-hmm. and I played freshman and sophomore years in Florida. And down there, it's there's no off season, mm. even as a freshman. Like you're, you get your ass in the gym. And we have spring football and all this stuff that now we have it up here. Mm-hmm. But back then they didn't like when I moved here in 1991 mm. and went to Bloomington <clears throat> and I went to a, at the time, the number one ranked team in the state. Mm. And I'll never forget our all state left tackle. Uh, his name was Dane Griffin I knew that I come up from Florida or whatever. And, he was like, so how does how does this compare to football in Florida? And I just I kind of laughed. I'm like, it doesn't. Said, what, what do you mean? I'm like, Florida, like it's a even in high school, it's your job. Hmm. Like they take it that seriously. And I can only imagine. I mean, we see it played out on TV and everything as far as Texas, like because Texas makes Florida look bad, but Florida at the time made Illinois football look like fucking peewee stuff. Hmm. Like they they. And I think a big part of that was Miami and their rise through the 80s. Right. Um, And now we see nationwide high school programs have kind of taken on the whole it's a job type thing, Mm -hmm. especially if you want to be a good program. But yeah, Schnellenberger was was one of those guys that, you know, took nobody as far as a, a program and, and turn it into a, a national powerhouse that to this day still that while they're not what they were in the eighties and nineties, every now and then, you know, there's a lot more programs to compete with right. than there were back then, especially big name programs. So right. 
Anyway, all right. Well, once again, for like the fifth time, I think that's going to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, I'm Dees. He is Dylan. Bye, mate. And we will see you next time. Thank you.